Hey everybody, welcome to Props and Hops. I'm Matt Landis, and we've officially made it to football season, so let's talk some betting and beer. With a full week one slate in front of us, we'll get the breakdown started with what we're hearing. Loud noises! And the noise is hitting a fever pitch as we approach our first football weekend in more than seven months, so the goal of this show will be to isolate the signal from all that noise. To do that, we'll turn to some trusted sources. I've been listening all week to some of the best football betting podcasts you can find, and I'll distill all that listening down to the most actionable takeaways. We'll work our way across the entire week one board, but first up, it's last call to put the finishing touches on a couple season previews. And we'll kick things off with the simple handicap with Adam Chernoff. This past Saturday, Adam broke down the last four teams in his preseason rankings before shifting gears to his daily market breakdowns, and those last four teams were Washington, Miami, Cincinnati, and Jacksonville. Starting with Washington, Adams sees some upside for the offense behind second-year quarterback Dwayne Haskins. After Haskins was thrown to the Wolves last year, we could see a big step forward in 2020. On the defense, Adam likes the depth and talent across the front seven, and there are some secondary questions, but overall, Adams high on Washington relative to the market. Moving on to Miami, Adam likes the talent at the skill positions, but he's concerned about four new starters across the offensive line, and quarterback could also be a big wild card between Ryan Fitzpatrick and Tua Tagovailoa. On defense, it's depth without star power. Adam likes the versatility and sees this as an aggressive unit, expect a lot of blitzing, so the Dolphins might not be a cakewalk this season for quarterbacks who struggle under pressure. Alright, so now to quote Bill Belichick, we're on to Cincinnati. The Bengals have a glaring lack of continuity with Adam calling out a rookie quarterback and no practices yet with the full slate of offensive starters. On defense, he likes the line but sees a weak back seven, so the betting angle for the Bengals could be to look toward overs if and when the offense finds its footing. Adam notes that last year the Bengals passed on more than 60% of their plays when facing a non-negative game script, that's whenever they were within a touchdown of the lead, and they also used the most three-receiver sets in the league. So once Burrow gets a chance to settle in, we could see a lot of points in Bengals games. Up last, and least in this case, it's Jacksonville. Adam's biggest storyline, the defensive line losing seven players since the beginning of August, and nine if we go back to last season. That leaves Jacksonville's D-line about as thin as it gets right now, and to go on top of that, an inexperienced secondary. So it's looking bad for the Jaguars, but Adam calls out, this could be getting overblown by the media. There are some parallels to last year's Miami team. We touched on that in last week's episode. So just because we know the Jaguars are going to be bad doesn't mean we're going to find value fading them. Transitioning to the Dream Preview, on Tuesday they dropped their conference previews, and there was some overlap with season preview components touched on in the first two episodes here, so I'll look to focus only on the new information in order to minimize redundancy. Kicking it off with the AFC, a couple consensus regular season win total bets that are still available now. New England over 9 at about even money, and the Chargers under 8 shaded to the under. With the Patriots, it all comes down to the upside of Cam Newton over the downside from all the opt-outs, and I can see where they're going here, but I'm going to pass just too much variance in the equation for me to get involved on New England. With the Chargers, the handicap boiled down to the market not adjusting enough for the loss of Derwin James, and while that's a crippling injury, I'm also going to pass on this one. The Chargers still have a good defense, while the offense remains a big unknown. The Dream Preview also put out some best bets that are still available, starting with Matt Holt's look at Buffalo over 9 shaded to the over. 
His X-Factor, Josh Allen. Holt sees a really strong supporting cast and likes the continuity, and because of that, he sees Allen taking a step forward this season. I'm going to pass on the Bills at the current number. I agree with the supporting cast, but I'm still not sold on Allen at quarterback. Up next, Steve Fezzik's best bet in the AFC, the Las Vegas Raiders, under 7.5 flat. Quick note, the price is currently juiced to the under with the market moving along with Fezzik. And Fezzik's handicap really boiled down to wide receiver Tyrell Williams being out for the season. I listened twice, I tried to find something more impactful, but that was about it. So I'm going to pass on this bet. Obviously, you'd prefer not to have an injury to your number one wide receiver. The Raiders still might come in under 7.5, but to me, this handicap wasn't enough to get there. Pivoting to the NFC, the Dream Preview had four consensus bets, starting with Fezzik's best NFC bet, Philadelphia under 9.5 wins, minus 140. The current price is a little steeper, but I agree with this bet, and I think it's good up to minus 150. Fezzik called out cluster injuries the Eagles are already seeing once again at wide receiver, and additionally along their offensive line, and I also like this with the notion that Dallas and Washington should be improved, making divisional games more of an uphill battle for the Eagles in 2020. Moving on to the next consensus bet for the Dream Preview in the NFC, Detroit over 7, currently available at minus 140. The handicap? Full season with Stafford, upgraded roster around him, and positive regression in close games. I like the logic here, but the price is just getting too steep. On last week's episode of this show, we discussed the Lions available at over 6.5 with just a little more vig, and I think that was about the end of the window of opportunity to get in on everybody's 2020 darling, the Detroit Lions. Looking at the third consensus bet out of the NFC for the Dream Preview, Tampa Bay under, currently 10 shaded slightly to the under, or 9.5 with some plus money. The main reason behind the handicap, Tom Brady's decline. I like this, and I'm on it. We've discussed it at length in the first two episodes. And the fourth and final consensus best bet for the Dream Preview coming out of the NFC, San Francisco under, currently at 10.5 shaded to the under. The guys noted the Niners are limited at wide receiver, their ground game's going to be more familiar for opponents, and we could see some regression from last season's defense, and I'm going to lean to the under, but I'm not going to pull the trigger here because I also see a path to Jimmy G taking a step forward and the defense staying healthier than it did in 2019. And one more bet to call out from the Dream Preview's NFC breakdown, a prop bet from Fezzik, Drew Brees to go under 4,000 passing yards. And this was a really fair number he gave out. You can find it a little higher than 4,000 yards if you want to play the under. Fezzik's handicap, other talented quarterbacks on the roster, plus a couple narratives. Brees' suspected broadcasting career could be just around the corner, and some backlash from his offseason comments about the national anthem. Now, RJ pushed back pretty firmly on this handicap, and I think he was right to do so. The ticket might still cash because of Brees' age and possible decline, but I think it's important to be wary of these kinds of narratives. On Thursday, the Dream Preview released another episode with their Week 1 betting breakdown, so on that note, let's take a look at the Week 1 board. Going in rotation order, first game up, Miami at New England. As I record this Friday morning Pacific time, current line Patriots minus 6.5 with some extra vig, total at 42. And I think the Deep Dive podcast summed it up best this week, calling out this game as one with really high variance. We don't know what kind of form we're going to see from Cam Newton, and there's been a lot of turnover on both teams. Because of that, they make this game a hard pass, and I agree. 
Next up, Cleveland at Baltimore. Current line, Ravens minus 7 with some extra VIG. Total at 48. And the deep dive also did a good job breaking down this game. Drew on Cleveland, but he got 8.5 earlier this week, so good job timing the market there. He likes Cleveland with their upgrades to the offensive line, the depth at skill positions, and I agree, but we know Baltimore's a powerhouse, so with the current number, I'm neutral. Up next, the Jets at Buffalo. Current line, Bills laying 6.5 with some extra VIG. Total, 39.5. And And on Thursday's Dream Preview, this was Matt Holt's best bet, Bills, minus the 6.5. He called out the Jets' cluster injuries along the offensive line and at wide receiver, also their lack of continuity on defense. As we mentioned earlier, Matt Holt's also high on Josh Allen as well as his supporting cast, and I agree with the bet. I like the Bills at 6.5, up to minus 115. I'm not as high on Allen, but I do see the logic going against the Jets here, and also like this as a numbers grab ahead of the line likely closing Bills minus 7. Moving on, Las Vegas at Carolina. Current line Raiders minus 3 with reduced VIG, total at 47.5. And And the ship has sailed on getting the best of the number here. Last week on this show, we recommended the Raiders minus 2 to get on the right side of the 3, but the deep dive brought up another good angle to get in play, over 47.5. They mentioned Carolina's defense, young, very little continuity. The Raiders should have plenty of tools to exploit that, even without Tyrell Williams. And on the other side, Las Vegas doesn't exactly have a good defense. Carolina has the tools to score some points. So I agree here. Although with 47 being a key number, having to lay the hook, 47.5, I will play the over, but for a reduced amount. Next game on the board, Seattle at Atlanta. Current spread, Seahawks minus 2.5, total 49. And I don't have much to add here. This should be a fun game to watch, but the numbers seem right, so we're going to move on. Philadelphia at Washington. We do have something to say here. Current spread, Eagles minus 5.5, total 42.5. And And on Thursday's Dream Preview, RJ Bell's best bet was Washington plus the 5.5. He called out the Eagles' cluster injuries along the offensive line and at wide receiver. And looking at the matchup, Washington has a strong defensive line that plays right into the Eagles' vulnerability up front. TA on the Sharp Angles podcast also called out this point. And I agree with the handicap. I'll be on Washington plus 5.5. Next game on the board, Chicago at Detroit. Current spread, Lions minus three at reduced VIG, total 42 and a half. And I think the best of the numbers gone on Detroit here, but the deep dive brought up an interesting angle if you still want to get in plan Detroit, looking at their team total over 23. They're high on the Lions offense, and with the line move up to three, that leaves less value betting them against the spread. So, interesting angle to get in play on the Lions. Although, since the deep dive dropped its episode, we've gotten news about Kenny Galladay hamstring injury. If he can't go on Sunday, that would almost certainly temper the enthusiasm on this wager. Up next, Indianapolis at Jacksonville. Current line, Colts minus seven and a half, total 45. And on the simple handicap, this was Adam's favorite bet of the week, Colts laying the points. Adam notes the offensive line for Indianapolis is loaded with talent and continuity with all five starting offensive linemen returning from 2019. He also likes both running backs, Jonathan Taylor and Marlon Mack, and they have a good matchup against a thin and porous Jacksonville defensive line. That ground game could also open up play action for Phillip Rivers, who posted good numbers with play action last year even though the Chargers didn't use it often enough. And Adam also thinks Rivers meshes more quickly than the market expects with new head coach Frank Reich. They had ties together in San Diego when Reich was the Chargers quarterback's coach and offensive coordinator. With Jacksonville, the offense remains a big work in progress under new offensive coordinator Jay Gruden. So I agree with this look at the Colts, but instead of laying more than a touchdown on the road, I'll be using them as a teaser leg. More to come soon on who I'm pairing them with. 
Up next, Green Bay at Minnesota. Current line, Vikings minus 2.5, total 44.5. And on the deep dive, Andy mentioned he'd be teasing the Packers with the Colts. I like the logic there, but found the team I like even more to pair with Indianapolis. So, gonna hold off on that one. Drew from the deep dive is on the Packers against the spread. He sees this as a test case of continuity for Green Bay against turnover for Minnesota. And we mentioned last week, going through the simple handicap team previews, both of these teams do for regression. Continuity might make the difference. Moving on to the next slate of games, the 4 p.m. Eastern, 1 p.m. Pacific window, Chargers at Cincinnati. The Chargers currently favored by minus 3 with extra vig, and the total sitting at 42. On the Dream Preview, McKenzie called out the Chargers team total over 23. He's low on the Cincinnati defense, high on Tyrod Taylor at quarterback for the Chargers. And Fezzik noted we could wait on money to continue coming in on the under, and the underdog here can likely get the Chargers team total over 22.5. And I like this look. I'm not as sold on Taylor at quarterback, but I do like fading the Bengals defense, and last week we flagged the Chargers as a team total over candidate early in the season. They project to be more run heavy and use more tempo, and that plays right into two issues we could see early on from defenses, a lack of physicality and a lack of stamina. On the Even Money podcast, both Steve Fezzik and Russ Tucker on Cincinnati, although the line then was three and a half. They mentioned no Derwin James for the Chargers. This was echoed by TA on the Sharp Angles podcast. Stephen Ross also agreeing no tape on Burrow neutralizes his lack of experience. For me, it's a lean at the current number. I did play Cincinnati plus three and a half flat as more of a number grab in May, but I'd be tempted to give that back if I could just write out the Chargers team total here. And quick follow-up from the first episode of this show, I'd like to give a shout-out to Ross Tucker and his Even Money crew. They got it right, and they're going to start including the VIG when tracking their records on the show moving forward. Next up, Arizona at San Francisco. Current line 49ers minus 7 for reduced VIG or minus 6.5 with extra VIG total at 48. And on even money, Steven Ross are both on Arizona at the plus seven. Their handicap, Kyler Murray was good in both games against the Niners last year. Now add Hopkins to the mix, Arizona's offense could have even more success. Meanwhile, San Francisco already dealing with a spate of wide receiver injuries. For me, it's a strong lean to Arizona, but I don't want to pay the extra vig to get the seven, so I'm going to stay off for now. Moving on to the final game on Sunday afternoon, Tampa Bay at New Orleans, Brady versus Breeze. Current line minus three and a half for the Saints, total 48 shaded to the under, and this is quite possibly the marquee matchup of the day, although there's not much meat left on the bone in terms of betting value, so we'll move on to Sunday night. And in the Sunday night season opener, we've got Dallas at the Rams. Current line, Cowboys minus three with reduced vig or minus two and a half with extra vig, total at 51 and a half. On the Dream Preview, Fezzik's best bet was on the Rams plus three. His power ratings make Dallas three points better than the Rams, but that doesn't account for a point and a half of home field advantage for LA. Looking at Dallas, it's a late body clock kickoff after 7 p.m. The game's going to end after 10 p.m. for their body clocks, and the Cowboys are also dealing with cluster injuries across the offensive line. For the Rams, Fezzik calls out this is a revenge spot for them after losing to Dallas late last year. I think we can disregard that point. This is week one. It's the debut of a brand new stadium. The Rams are going to be motivated regardless. And the Deep Dive podcast seems to agree with Fezzik on this one with Drew on the Rams' money line. I'm going to lean to the Rams, but ultimately pass this one. I think I'm higher on Dallas and lower on the Rams than Fezzik. And at the expensive three you'd have to pay up for now, going to stay away. 
The Dream Preview featured another bet on this game, with Tommy the Hitman's best bet being over 51.5. He calls out continuity as a key factor, with a lack of it on defense, two new defensive coordinators, and a bunch of new players for the Rams. Meanwhile, Dallas on offense has some good continuity. Tommy the Hitman also calls out Jared Goff better at home than on the road, and I'm going to lean to the over here, but can't quite pull the trigger. As Vezic called out, Dallas has cluster injuries along the offensive line. I'm also lower on Goff than the market seems to be, and at 51.5, there's little margin for error if you're looking toward the over. Moving on to Monday Night Football, we've got a doubleheader. Game 1, Pittsburgh at the Giants. Current line, Steelers minus 6, total at 46. And on the simple handicap, Adam called out this spread implies the gap between the Steelers and the Giants is almost as big as the gap between the Colts and the Jaguars. And he thinks Indianapolis is better than Pittsburgh and New York better than Jacksonville. That implies an edge looking toward the Giants. On the Dream Preview, the guys brought up that this line might get even higher because the sportsbooks could be facing parlay and teaser liability after Sunday's games. RJ mentioned we might see this line climb as high as plus 7 for books looking to mitigate risk, not because 7's the true line, and that could be a great opportunity for betters. I think this is a really savvy point, and I'll definitely be on the Giants if we see the plus 7. Moving on to the final game on the Week 1 board, the nightcap on Monday, Tennessee at Denver. Current line, Titans minus 2.5, total of 41, and I'll be teasing the Broncos with the Colts. We'll get into more detail on this soon when we break down what we're betting, but first, it's time for a beer break. Let's get into what we're drinking. Alright, so we're in the middle of a pandemic, California's on fire, but we've got football. That makes it an appropriate time to go with today's show beer, What Could Go Wrong? What Could Go Wrong is a hazy triple IPA, and it's a collaboration between Highland Park Brewery in LA, Green Cheek Beer Company in Orange, California, and Track Brewing Company based out of England. What Could Go Wrong pours a cloudy yellow orange. I'll post a photo on Instagram, at Props and Hops, if you want to get a look at it. And in terms of the aroma and flavor, citrusy and tropical. It's also a touch sweet to mask the 10% ABV, and it finishes with a pleasantly light mouthfeel, nice and refreshing for the style. A lot of hazy triple IPAs can end up with a creamy body, and that can keep them nice and smooth, but it can also weigh you down. That's not the case with this one. When we look at what could go wrong, just about everything went right. Now let's see if we'll be able to say the same for our week one bets. 60% of the time, it works every time. Kicking it off with my favorite week one bet, the teaser. Colts minus one and a half at the Jaguars, tied with the Broncos, plus eight and a half hosting the Titans. Looking at the first leg, Indianapolis, it's a new team, but not necessarily a new scheme for Phillip Rivers. He and head coach Frank Reich go way back to San Diego. On the Jaguars side of things, there's a glaring lack of depth on the defensive line, and a lack of continuity across the team could be magnified early in the season. In the second leg of the teaser, Tennessee on the road week one at elevation, it's a post 9 p.m. kickoff on the Titans' body clocks, and Tennessee is due for some major red zone regression this season after posting an unsustainable touchdown rate in 2019. Looking at Denver, I'm not high on the Broncos, but this is the second lowest total on the week one board, and that magnifies the value of each point we get in teasing Denver up through the key numbers of 3-7. and seven. Quick note here, if the Colts cover their leg on Sunday, I'm planning to play back 20% of the teaser amount on the Titans minus two and a half, that sets up a middle opportunity where a Titans win by anywhere from a field goal to a touchdown cashes both tickets. And a quick heads up, I'll be posting the bets I originate on Twitter at PropsHops and at Facebook.com slash PropsAndHops 
in real time if you'd like to follow along this season. Next bet, Buffalo minus 6.5, good up to minus 115, hosting the Jets. Key factors here, the Jets, offensive line, wide receiving core, dealing with cluster injuries. There's also a lack of continuity on their defense, and I think Buffalo exploits this in spite of Josh Allen. It's also a number grab before the line likely hits Bills minus 7. Next bet, Raiders, Panthers, over 47.5. We've got two bad defenses in this one and two offenses with enough weapons to exploit that. I'm also on Washington, plus 5.5, hosting Philadelphia. The Eagles are dealing with cluster injuries at wide receiver and along their offensive line, and the Washington strength, that defensive line, plays right into the Eagles' weakness up front. Speaking of the Eagles and weakness, also going to be on the Philadelphia regular season win total, took him in under 9.5, good up to minus 150. The Eagles are dealing with cluster injuries, like we've said, along the offensive line and at wide receiver, and they're also dealing with improved competition within their division. One more bet that I'll definitely have as part of the Week 1 portfolio, the Chargers team total over 23. This is a fade on the Cincinnati defense, and I also think we see the Chargers run the ball more, use some more tempo than we've seen from them recently, and that plays into two issues we could see early on from defenses across the league, struggles with physicality and stamina. Quick note here, might want to wait because we could see 22.5 open up, making 23 a win number for the Chargers team total. And one more bet, if it gets there, Giants plus 7 hosting the Steelers on Monday night. We might just see this as the sportsbooks look to mitigate liability against parlays and teasers, and if we see this line get to a touchdown, that's overstating the gap between these two teams. And last but not least, the final order of business on this week's episode, the Malinsky Minute. For new listeners, David Malinsky was a legend in betting and really in all walks of life, and I was fortunate enough to call him a friend and a mentor. He tragically passed away two and a half years ago in a hiking accident, so I like to end each episode with a quote to help make sure his legacy lives on to the benefit of us all. And this week we'll turn to some words of wisdom we'd hear right about this time every year in Dave's point-blank column. Slow down. We've got a five-month season ahead of us if all goes well, and as bettors, our biggest edge is our discretion. The books have to line every game, but we don't have to bet every game. Now, I'm not saying not to get excited. We should completely embrace the return of football. Let's have a blast watching it and betting it. But remember, it's a marathon, not a sprint. So when in doubt, make fewer bets and probably bet smaller amounts. Dave was great at calling out the diminishing returns between wager amounts. I think an example he'd agree with, betting $1,000 isn't necessarily 10 times as enjoyable as betting $100, so stay in your lane and you'll be better off in the long run. I also think a day like 9-11 when we're recording and releasing this episode today is a stark reminder there's so much more to life than this. So yes, let's have fun. It's awesome that we're getting football again, but let's also do our best to slow down, stay centered, and keep our sights focused on the big picture. All right, and that'll do it for the NFL Week 1 episode of Props and Hops. Thank you so much for listening. If you found any value in this episode, please share it with a friend who could benefit as well. And for now, let's get out there and enjoy Week 1 of the NFL. We'll be back at it next Friday for Week 2. And until then, let's bet well, let's drink well, and let's be well. (laughs) 